Welcome to Crypto Moon Hunters, the only crypto podcast bringing you the latest projects across the industry. Cryptocurrencies discussed in this podcast are highly speculative and ultra high risk. Never invest more than you can comfortably afford to lose. Any information discussed in this podcast should not be considered financial advice and is provided for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. Seriously, these guys are idiots. And now here are your hosts, professionals of buying high and selling low. Welcome to Crypto Moon Hunters. I am Hate Mail. With me today, we have Loot. Hey, guys. Dookie Jones. Hello. We have Lady Ninja. Hi. And we have a special guest from DX Sale, Grandmaster Chung. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. And Dookie and Lady Ninja are founders of Equity, if you remember her from an earlier episode. So we will get into their new pre-sale launch on Polygon, which we're very excited about. And then we're going to talk about some just general crypto news, because there has been a whole lot since our last episode. Uh, but before we get into that, we just want to say to our audience, we apologize. We haven't had an episode in quite a while. I had a little bit of a health issue I had to deal with, and we decided we were going to retool the show a little bit. We'll talk about that in next week's episode, or not next week, the week after's episode, which we will be doing on crypto taxes so stay tuned for that we're doing the tax episode yeah we want to get that out before tax season ends in the u.s it will mostly be u.s focused so if you're not in the u.s those rules will probably not apply to you but we'll see if we can do a little bit of high level stuff for outside the u.s as well but uh let's get into the polygon pre-sale launch dookie if you want to just kind of give us a little bit of what this coin how is it different from the binance version and what was the reason for launching the Polygon version? <laughs> so the the Polygon version is uh, is different from uh, from the Binance Smart Chain side and the tax structure. Otherwise, it's identical. Uh, you you still receive reflections. You can pick any token that you want that has the correct trading pair. So on Polygon, that would be a Polygon trading pair. We still pay for the project all through uh, reflections um, team and marketing. We do not hold tokens on the Polygon side, and yeah, the so the tax structure is the the kind of the main difference there, and it's it's a little bit complicated. So I'll explain that. Users are able to choose the tax that they want to pay and the reflection amount that they want to receive on the Polygon side. Um, we had a quite a bit of kickback from folks who said that they absolutely loved the high tax on the BSC side because the reflections were so juicy. And then we had almost exactly the same number of people telling us that the tax was too high. So we figured give everybody exactly what they want and just let them pick. If you don't want to pay any reflections, you just want to day trade the token, you take 5% tax rate, you don't get any reflections, you know, you're you're in, you're out, it's all on the price of the coin, you're done. So at the 5% rate, just to clarify, do you get any rewards or at 5%? No rewards. No? Okay. No rewards at all, period. Gotcha. That, that is the, the zero rewards, take care of the day traders, the people who want the, you know, the, the lowest tax possible that appeals to them. The pump and dumpers. Come on. Exactly. The the pump and dumpers, the jeets, whatever you want to call it. So 10% gets you reflections. That's our, our base rate right there is it's the default. If you just, you know, buy through quick swap, that's the rate you'll pay if you don't set anything in the dashboard. Uh, 15% gets the base rate and a half. So 1.5x 1, 1. that. Um, 20% gets double. 
25% gets two and a half. Relatively straightforward and simple. There's just a lot of information to convey about it. Anything that you want to do with it as far as buying and selling goes, you can do on QuickSwap. Uh, it's just like PancakeSwap, so not a big deal. Everybody will know how to use it just from looking at it. There's uh, the, the default tax rate stuff. So you're defaulting to 10%. Um, if you change that and you have tokens that are not at 10%, instead of the 10% being what is bought or sold, it will be whatever the next lowest rate you have is. So if it's 15%, then you'll sell 15%. Now, let me ask you a question for the audience. If you have one wallet, can you have multiple tax rates in that same wallet? Yes, you can. Uh, if you choose to have multiple tax rates in the same wallet, your best method of interacting with the token is going to be through our dashboard. You'll be able to buy and sell and transfer and do whatever you want and select the tokens that match the tax rate you wish to interact with at that time. So, like, you know, if you wanted to transfer all of your 5% tax rate tokens to a buddy of yours to pay a bill, you could just go to the dashboard and select the 5% tokens and transfer those over and it won't be an issue. So, in the dashboard, you can tell which tokens are at which tax rate? Yes, you... It, it's not a thing where it's like, you know, token one, two, and three is at tax rate 5%. It'll just say you have X amount at X tax rate. Gotcha. So if you want, let's say, you you know, you want to, you're, you're done in the project, you want to sell out and, and get rid of everything. So you can go to the dashboard and sell all of the different tax rates you have at one time in one transaction versus going to quick swap you would have if you had you know one of each tax rate you would have to make one sell to get rid of each addition each tax rate hmm. that's interesting complicated but interesting it, it is and that's why we put so much work into the dashboard on the uh, the buying and selling side of it yeah your dashboard's done really well i'm really impressed with that i wasn't uh, when i first was setting up my own tax rate and trying to figure it out i was like this seems almost too easy I and mean, i felt like i was doing something wrong it's very it, easy to use. There, it's it's really nothing to it. I mean, you you put the right number in the right box and you push the button. So I have a question. Once the coin goes live, right, and and it's like open season. If I were buying on QuickSwap, is there a way to adjust the tax rate? Yes, so you go to the dashboard and you set a tax rate, and that will be your default rate from there on out. Now, do you have to do that so, before you purchase, or can it be done after? Yes. Changes to the tax rate must occur before the tokens are in your wallet, so before you buy them. If you have, um, let's say you have two wallets and you want to send from one wallet to the other. Well, you can do that, but you cannot change the tax rate after you do that. So the, the tokens that you bought will be locked to that tax rate until they go back into the liquidity pool. Gotcha. So you had an AMA earlier today that really got into the weeds of a lot of this stuff. Where can yes. listeners find that? Because we don't want to rehash too much of the same, same information that you just went um, over. That AMA will be published on our YouTube channel before this is live. Okay, uh, so I will post the link in the show notes. So if you want to listen to AMA, he goes into 
tremendous detail on all of that information. Um, we didn't want to spend too much time on this episode talking through that because a lot of other topics we wanted to get into. And one of that will be kind of what your, you know, the marketing plans are. And then we also wanted to get into some of the crypto news because there's a lot of, unfortunately, the timing of the Polygon launch, which um, I'd say we're off to a pretty good start. We're over halfway to the soft cap. And usually when soft cap hits, it's on DX sale, which Grandmaster Chung can kind of get into a little bit. Generally, is that what you're seeing, Chung, when when you hit the soft cap? It's kind of all downhill from there? Uh, that's a tough question, man, because <laughs> some sometimes it's about momentum, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes people get, like, lots of investors in a whitelist, uh, but the amount they give is really small. So sometimes you have, like, these loyal investors, but they don't have as much funds, right? But then when other people see it on... on you know, on the website, they usually will contribute. Uh, but right now, it's hard for pre-sales overall, right? So I wouldn't say it's downhill, but it's definitely, uh, you know, easier than if you don't hit. Yeah, and I, I would say that that's a caveat because you see some of them, they set the soft cap at like one token. And, you know, but then it's the hard cap is significantly higher. So I would say if it's a... Oh, well done but you're right i was going through the site we kind of talked about this before the show started a little bit um the site it, it definitely seems like it it's with everything going on in the world um you know the ukraine war is having major headwinds on crypto and just any any time and for those of you not aware i work in big finance so i've been in banking for over 20 years so i'm pretty financially you know i've seen the ups and downs of a lot of markets and uh Speculative assets, which crypto unfortunately is considered a speculative asset, still even even Granddaddy Bitcoin is considered a speculative asset. So the you know the newer coins, this is basically if you were to compare it to equities, you know normal stocks, um, you know this is kind of like the pink sheets or the you know the the coins that you're you're not they're the most speculative of the speculative. So you know they're gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit in a down market. So. You know the fact that we've raised over fifty thousand in the presale already on equity is, I would say, pretty good start considering everything that's going on in the markets. And then we did have the day before yesterday in the U.S. the Biden administration announced an executive order, basically creating a task force to look into cryptocurrencies. That task force initially we saw kind of a bounce. The markets had a little bit of a yeah, they were like excited. Yeah, weird. the markets were excited in crypto. The the initial thought was that the sound of the executive, you know, when you read out what the executive order said, it sounded like it was going to be a little softer than people kind of expected. But then yesterday and today, we were seeing it, well, not yesterday, last night and today, we've been seeing it go reverse. Um, now, the crypto markets have lately been following the stock market, so you kind of see if the crypto markets are down, the stock market's down in the morning because it's you know people are kind of following the futures. But crypto, I think, specifically was down because some of the new verbiage that you've been hearing from some of the administration officials is that we think they might be regulating harder than we would like in the crypto community because it's you know a lot of the a lot of the talk has been that Russia is moving huge amounts of crypto to skirt around sanctions, which I you know. I was reading some of the reports from, you know, some of the crypto news articles and I really most people don't think that's true. The, you know, crypto as a whole isn't built out enough to take on 
institutional governmental level funding to be moved around it's just it's it's not feasible and you would see massive volume in the in the different yeah, I, I really like don't see that see happening it. at all no. the, so for for russia to really put anything into the crypto market so that they could move money around the the value of the currency that they are putting into it needs to exist and right now the ruble as far as value goes does not exist well the, it has no value what the what the regulators are saying is that they've been moving money into crypto for the last two years which maybe they have moved yes. some but I just, they, ha they haven't moved enough to offset the economic impact that's happening right now yeah so i, I think if they had we'd all be rich <laughs> so what a lot of people are believing is that the Biden administration is using this as a reason to come down hard on crypto because the the Fed wants to create a digital currency, kind of like what China has recently done with basically outlawing crypto so that they can have their digital yawn. Um, there's a lot of speculation that the U.S. wants to do the same thing, and the Russia war is a good excuse to come crack down hard on crypto. So, you know, that that is speculation on the part of a lot of people who are very worried they may or may not do that. The, you know, it's going to be six months before we know what kind of rules are coming out. But right now, that is adding FUD to the market on top of a lot of other legitimate FUD with high energy prices, possible recession. You know, the the Federal Reserve is, was originally going to rate. Everyone assumed they'd raise it. You know, by two basis points or half a basis point. Excuse me this March now they're probably only going to do you know a quarter percent that's not going to be enough to slow down inflation so inflation they're going to have to let inflation just ride and high because if they raise rates too fast they could send us into a recession which is possibly likely any Louis so it's you know, definitely financial markets as a whole are going to be nobody really knows what's next and what's going to happen there's so much uncertainty which leads people to be afraid to invest funds in really anything at the moment so it's oh, yeah. it's tough, and it it seems to me that this is exactly what Putin wants with this. Sounds it, wonderful. <laughs> I I am personally in the camp of uh, of people who thinks that Putin doesn't survive this. To be fair, though, we don't really know what's going on behind, right? You know, you never know what's behind um, these kind of movements. I think because some people. I think uh, this was a desperate maneuver, but I think there. I, I mean, Putin is a smart man, right? He might not be, you know, we might not like him, but he's he's a smart man, right? Uh, I think he thought it was the best option for the country, you know, because Russian economy has been going down since years from now because they don't really have um, the best economic activities, and I think they want the resources in that part of of Ukraine, um, you know, and, and they, they charged really high taxes to move natural gas, which was, I think, one of the main reasons for the invasion is to finally explode that gas reserves that Ukraine was going to start doing, because one of the biggest, like, you know, Russian uh, economic activities is exporting gases and oil and stuff. So I think, I don't think we can totally speculate on what's going on. I think he did find more resistance than he thought he would find. 
But yeah, I'm not sure this is over for Russia yet. Well, and the other thing is, is that um, I mean, you look at North Korea, you look at Venezuela, yeah, you look at Cuba. You would have thought that those dictators would have been taken out eons ago, and they somehow keep trudging along. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm depressed now. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's take circle this back to crypto. Cause I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing about um. Yeah. Russia, Ukraine, and all, every other channel. Um, Lady Ninja, you, you, before you fall asleep, what what do you think the crypto markets are looking like over the next short period of time, next month, two months? In my opinion, as a day trader, in a short term, the markets definitely look very bearish even though I'm a bull myself. But let us be realistic. Markets look definitely bearish, and there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of pessimism. Everything seems to be turning around the war between Russia and Ukraine, which is understandable. However, there is one thing that I still do not understand. When there's a lot of fear, people just don't seem to buy more crypto at a discount. This is, well, that's, well, yeah, that's why I finally understand why only a minority makes a lot of money and the majority doesn't. For example, when I see markets tanking or when a lot of people are becoming more pessimistic than before, this is normally where I personally get greedy. I don't know why, but I normally do not follow the um, the market sentiment. I mean, for example, if people are in extreme euphoria, that's when I get really scared and I kind of retrace myself from the market. But when people are extremely fearful or they're thinking about their own survival or something, that's when I get extremely greedy and that's when I actually want to ape in more. Like I want to buy more crypto. Like for example, I've been buying a lot of Matic. Yeah, of course, Matic. <laughs> um, and also a lot of Luna. Luna is one of my current favorite altcoins that actually has been performing really well. Luna's the uh, only thing up right now. Everything else is down 46% yeah. and Luna's up. Too. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very happy with uh, with Luna, um, and I have been also trading Luna with some leverage on it, uh, and it has been going pretty pretty well. But I'm very bullish with Luna. At least one of my bags is very bullish compared to you know to the rest of my bags, which which are kind of uh, going crabbish, if not bearish or bullish. They're going crabbish, like they're trading sideways a little bit. Uh, but definitely, you know, when 99% of the tokens or coins are are tanking or going crabbish, you always have one or two that are going really bullish. And at this precise moment, it's definitely Luna. And I'm very bullish with Luna. I see a bright future for uh, the Luna token and the Terra project, which is, of course, part of the Luna ecosystem. Um, I really like the project. I've been actually following what they're doing. And very honestly, I see Luna slash Terra um, growing pretty fast. Um, I definitely see this project um, doing pretty well, let's say, not only in the short term, but definitely, um, let's say, within the next five, ten years. I'm sure they will survive. Let's say they will live really long. 
And I do believe that Luna might be sort of a, like the next Ethereum, like an alternative to the Ethereum um, ecosystem as well. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but this is what I feel about Luna overall. Yeah, it's, I, I own a little bit. I didn't buy as much. I went pretty heavy in the Phantom, which is down like 30% in the last week. But um, I, I did buy a fair amount of Terra um, Luna. I think I do think they're really strong, good. I'm kind of surprised that, you know, the, the big challengers to Ethereum was Solana and Avalanche. And both of those have really retreated big time in the last little while. So Luna's Luna's past Solana and Avalanche actually by a pretty yeah, wide margin true. now. I like both Solana and Avax, but currently my favorite one is definitely Luna. Don't ask me why, but I just love Luna. Yeah, it's 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 a great 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 project. On to let's get back to Polygon Equity a little bit. What do we expect? We have the pre-sale going on right now. Anything you have planned or anything that you can share with the audience that might help get this pre-sale to the finish line? From my side, I have been tweeting a lot. I've been spreading the message on social media, not to mention that I kind of upgraded my career as a marketer and also as an influencer. I have my own Telegram calls channel and it has been growing faster than I expected. Um, and my audience is 100% human, no bots, nothing. I hate bots. And I've been noticing that whenever I make a call about one or two coins or tokens, I see a lot of my audience um, investing in the coins that I promote. Of course, I never give financial advice. I always tell them to do your own research, you know. Because, well, even though I always make my research about each token that I promote, you can still never know if some of them might be rugged or whatever, you know, no matter how knowledgeable you are. But we always have to be careful. That's why, you know, that's why I always tell the audience to be really careful regarding equity. I've been actually working uh, with some Chinese groups to promote about equity. It seemed like some Chinese investors have decided to go for uh, the equities Polygon pre-sale. Um, and I will definitely continue making several calls on equity Polygon, you know, like doing a lot of business development, uh, explaining to um, some investors uh, the real benefits of equity Polygon's um, uh, pre-sale so that they finally understand the true value of passive income, but especially the new feature of Equity Polygon, which is the user-selectable tax. This is something that not everybody knows, and the more we educate potential investors, I'm sure that many of them will definitely um, buy the, the pre-sale. This is pretty much what I've been doing so far. And we still have... Over seven days, so if you're listening to this, exactly by the, by the time you listen to this, there'll be still a good four days left or more, so be sure to check it out. And um, One more week left. Yeah. Dookie, any um, 
any comments on the pre-sale and then any other topics you all want to cover before we wrap this up? Um, no, we're uh, just hoping to get that thing uh, filled up all the way. And uh, if not, that's okay too. I, I think this is one of those ones I feel like as soon as we hit the soft cap, because that's kind of how the Binance one, and granted that was in a lot more bull, yeah. bullish market. Um, but as soon as it hit the soft cap, it was like 12 hours later it was full. So it, it almost seems like a lot of people feel like they can lose their money if it doesn't hit the soft cap, so they won't invest in it until it hits the soft cap. Yeah, yeah. But like you, if it doesn't hit the soft cap, everybody gets their money back minus gas fee. Yeah. I mean, no big deal. Like, <laughs> woo, woo, you lost four cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Well, I this is where people actually need to be educated because yeah. I see that many of them don't even know um, what exactly happens if we don't even hit the soft cap. Like, nobody will lose any money. They will just lose a couple of cents for gas fees. That's it. No well, big deal. To, to be fair, there are people like my... Uh, my dad, my brother-in-law, that I'm like, hey, you guys need to buy into this, and I have to walk them. You know, they they understand the basics of using trust wallet, but they don't really know how to do anything else. So, yeah. So, if, <laughs> for anybody out there that's still using trust wallet, if you want to branch out into other chains besides Binance Smart Chain, the easiest way to do it is through SafePal Wallet. There's a little icon right on the bottom. It's two arrows. You click on that, and you can change any token into any other token. It's the Binance Bridge. Like, it's 15 minutes, and you have your whatever. Yeah, I got a, a SafePal hard wallet. Yeah, it's a, there's a hard wallet and a soft wallet uh, available for that. You do not need the hard wallet to use the soft wallet. And you can just import the same seed phrase, so it's not like you have to worry about sending you know, sending tokens over to a new wallet or anything, paying all that gas. But it's one of those uh, it's one of those game changers for you, kind of like the first time you started to use PooCoin to trade and that auto yeah. slippage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, SafePal's good. Anybody who hasn't checked it out should definitely check it out. All right, guys. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. We definitely appreciate you coming on. We hope and wish Equity Polygon a lot of success. And full disclosure, Lute and I are both investors, so we have vested interest in the success of Equity. And we appreciate you coming on too, Grandmaster Chung. Uh, anytime, man. Uh, anytime, I wish man. it was longer. I, I love this podcast. You know, well, at least... Right now, I'm loving it, so hopefully I can be <laughs> around for next time. Yeah, if you have any projects on um, DXL that you think uh, would would be great one to talk about, we are always looking for content, so be sure Ooh, to let us know. You opened the Pandora's uh, Gate yeah. the, sorry, box there, man. We but have we, lots of <laughs> things coming on. Opening doors. And one thing, yeah, we're telling our audience that... Uh, we, you know, we're trying to move away from the very speculative shitcoins that have um, failed us. So we want to make sure that we have the great coins. So the make sure they're good ones, um, Chung, that you feel feel confident about. Just say that. Okay. We but, fair, uh, we're not launching more coins. It's just the X products. They yeah. don't get any tokens. So there's just like crypto products and stuff. So yeah, yeah I'll, I would love to talk about that. Yeah, anytime absolutely. You. Great. We would love to have it on. So 
appreciate you all coming on and um, all the information for the equity presale you'll find in the show notes so be sure to check that out thanks for listening everyone thanks for having thank you for listening to this episode of crypto moon hunters if you like the show consider becoming a patreon and get special perks just go to patreon.com slash crypto moon hunters you can also tip your host by donating to our wallets just see the address in the show notes Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave comments on whatever platform you listen to.